0: what's up everyone and welcome to the school district podcast my name is adam welcome this is my podcast i'm the host and i really hope you enjoy all the conversations i have with educators all over the world please consider subscribing to the podcast and share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy if you're looking for a book to read i've written four Kids Deserve It, Run Like a Pirate, Empower Our Girls, and Teachers Deserve It. As you can imagine, they are all available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And if you'd rather listen to the words than read them, Kids Deserve It is also on Audible as an audiobook. And if you're looking for a keynote speaker for some professional development or a kickoff with your staff or a conference, I would love to work with you. I've given well over 300 keynotes all across North America with breakout sessions, coaching, leadership strands, ed tech, you name it, and I would love to work with you. You can email me directly, adamwelcome at gmail.com, or you can go to my website, mradamwelcome.com, for more information about speaking and also my other podcast and blog. Christine Gatugi, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Adam, for having me.
0: I'm excited. Assistant Principal, Glasgow High School, home of the Dragons in Delaware. Christine, for the people out there that don't know who you are, give us a little introduction, give us a little background on who you are, just kind of bring us up to speed.
1: Sure. My name is Christine Getuge. I'm one of the assistant principals at Glasgow High School in Newark, Delaware, as uh, Adam stated, home of the Dragons. We are very proud of our mascot, but we are really proud of our students, the populations that we serve of our students. Uh, We are an urban school. Uh, We also have students who not necessarily in the suburbs of Newark area, but we also service students who live in the city of Wilmington. So we do really have a great um, demographic of students. Um, Most of our students are um, minority students. I mean, um, you know, Brown students. Uh, We also have quite a number of um, Hispanic students. Uh, So we are an eclectic. Of the populations that we serve, um, so I've been an assistant principal. This is my fourth year at um, Glasgow High School, uh, but prior to that, I was, an assist- I was an assistant principal at Christiana. That's where I started my principal, uh, you know, my administration. I uh, Uh, I started at Christiana High School, which is another high school in Christina School District. I have been with the district for 16 years. I did start as a special education teacher, and then I became an educational diagnostician, uh, and I moved on to become a graduation guide and Here I am now. Yeah,
0: you've kind of done it all a little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) How many students are at the high school right now? What's the population?
1: We have about uh, 900 Mm -hmm. and I want to say 950 students at our high school.
0: I I was an elementary teacher, assistant principal, principal and principal, and I loved it. And high schools always scared me. There was like so many things going on. The kids were were bigger than me. So I give credit to everybody that works in high school. So I didn't know you were um, originally a special ed teacher. I've always said I think special ed teachers are the smartest people in a school because you just do so much and you get to work with every single person in different capacities with IEPs and intervention. How has that experience, do you think, Christine, being a special education teacher really helped you in your role as an assistant principal?
1: Oh, it has helped me tremendously because when you are a special education teacher, you're thinking interventions, not just for students who have an IEP, that is an individualized education plan, but also all the students in your classroom. So therefore you're consistently checking to see how best can I service this child from where they are to get them to where I want them to be? So that consistency of always checking on student progress, asking yourself if the IEP is relevant to the student, do we need to do revisions? So that consistent review of data to see if a student is making progress, allows you as an administrator at least in my role to consistently make sure we are servicing students on all levels and how do i harness what i know what the research states what the data states to help teachers uh have the resources and tools to be able to service all type of students in their classrooms as you know within um Uh, Students who have an IEP, you have those that can integrate in an inclusion setting. Then you have those that need, you know, to be in a self, uh, I don't want to use the word self-contained, but in a singleton class where they're literally just with a teacher and their peers who also have an IEP. So having the ability to service students on multiple levels and a myriad of needs allows you to consistently uh, dig deeper into ways you can be of service, not only to your teachers, to your students, but also to the families that we support. So it has come real handy in helping me be a source of um, assistance to my students, but also in reviewing the practices that we do at my school.
0: Uh, I told I told you everyone. Special education teachers are the smartest. That was like a dissertation response, Christine, on how it's prepared you. But I just love I love that I love that kind of global view and really deep thinking about about kids uh, as, as learners and and as what they need. So, um, what do you love most about being an assistant principal?
1: Hmm. So one thing, and I'm so glad I'm walking with high school students, is that I've loved the conversations and the relationships you <laughs> build with teenagers, all right, because there are many adults, just to be able to have those rich conversations with, what do you want to do after high school? What are your goals? How can we be of assistance to you in achieving your goals? Uh, so that has been great, because I love having those conversations, because you learn, you learn every day from your students. And By listening to our students, it also helps us be able to figure out what type of school culture do we want to have in the school that is accustomed and customized to the needs of the student population that we service. So it's an honor for me to be in service to our students. The other piece is I love learning and I love also to teach what I learn. So being in my position as an administrator, I've had the honor of working with our teachers And part of it is developing relationships and also having those conversations as to what can we do not only within our classrooms but as a school to meet the needs of our students. This is what the data is stating. So the data states this is where we are. What within our instructional practices can we do to improve? What are your needs that I can ensure that I'm customizing the professional development that allows you to use those tools to improve student outcomes so that is and I get excited about that, but I also get excited to say now that we've implemented this, this is what the data is saying, Mm -hmm. Uh, what are we missing.
0: this is real life, everybody. Christine, talk. you also need to be flexible because Christine is at another school site today and she's in the staff room lounge somewhere recording. So uh, <laughs> this is just real life on the podcast as, a, as an assistant principal. They're doing announcements at the school uh, where, <laughs> where she's recording. So once the announcements are over, Christine will finish her sentence.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for that Adam because this is this this is our real life correct things happen but we got to get moving. So I did discuss about professional development opportunities that we also offer during our professional learning communities time. But also, I learn from the teachers. I listen and I also learn from the teachers. I learn from my principal. He's my instructional leader. Uh, you know, I learn from my principal. I learn from our district leaders and I learn from those intentional professional development learning that we have, not only for us as administrators, but for us as a district. And then, of course, I started taking my uh, doctorate uh, classes, so I'm working towards hopefully getting my doctorate in the next year. I've had to take a few breaks here and there because of life happening, but I'm consciously always thinking about what, are, what, what is our data saying, what are the trends out there, and what can we do um, that can improve student outcomes uh, in my school? So I'm, I'm constantly learning from everyone, but I, but the knowledge that I receive. I share. What's
0: the name of your book going to be when you write it, Christine?
1: (laughs) That is a good question. So maybe let me give a little background about me in the sense that I am a native of Kenya. And uh, so I wasn't born in this country. And coming here, uh, you know, when I was older, I came here, I think at age 23 and just having to navigate the uh what the american system of education looks like compared to where i came from i've had a lot of learning with that and because i've been an educator for many years i started in kenya and continued here is that many of my um you know kenyan immigrants uh trying to navigate the education system in America, I've been a great resource for them. So part of what I was doing with my <laughs> doctorate is, is figuring out ways that I can be of support to um, immigrants, not only, of course, Kenyan immigrants, but immigrants. While I my focus is the Kenyan immigrants, I'm sure, Uh, In my research, I found so many other ways immigrants, you know, can can learn and use my information to help improve themselves. However, that is just not, uh, it's just a piece of what I was thinking. But now after COVID, I've been thinking of ways that we can um, use the lessons learned (laughs) during the pandemic. That we are aware of how students learn because there's been a shift. Correct. There's also been a shift in their experiences, not only for the students but also for our staff and our uh, uh, communities. Uh, what we perceived to be the norm prior to COVID isn't what it is. We have a lot of trauma that students are, are, are you know, are dealing with, and so. We are, are our staff members. Uh, so there's so I think if I if I am to write a book, I have to really think about how well I can capture the experiences that we have had in education and how we can better prepare ourselves uh, to ensure that those experiences are not lost, lessons learned some of the interventions that worked and what we can do better in the event that we go through this again.
0: Yeah. Well, you write it, get write that book after you're done with your dissertation. And uh, I will definitely, I will definitely buy it. (laughs) Who is someone Christine that is on your staff that you would like to give a shout out to on the podcast?
1: Mm. I'll be honest, Adam, I really would like to give a shout out to all my, my staff. I cannot single just one staff member. I think that would be unfair because, and I just wanna go back to this piece about the COVID experience and what it meant for us coming together as a community and understanding what our impact is on student outcomes and being sometimes the face for our students because they lost so much during that time. I think it brought a togetherness for us.
0: We have more announcements happening at the school where Christine is, you know, and I think this is like just, I'm not going to edit this out. This is just perfect real life. When you're recording podcasts with educators and they're in buildings and things happen, my dog barks in the background. I record podcasts from hotels and airports when they're making announcements. So uh, this is real life. Christine, keep keep going with the shout outs for your staff.
1: Yeah. So I just want to give a huge shout out to my entire staff. And I do also really want to give a shout out to our principal who has been our core who has been the person that has held us together, was because of his stability and consistency, it has allowed all staff members, whether they're feeling vulnerable, any of us, to feel that they are in a community of people that care. So I'm giving out a shout out to the entire Glasgow community, staff, faculty, principal, my other peer, my the other peer assistant principal uh, that is in my school, and just the entire Glasgow community.
0: Christine, if you could choose one person, alive or dead, to spend the day with who is not a family member, who would it be and why?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. Because when you said not a family member, I was thinking of my grandmother who passed away And is my has been my inspiration in everything that I've done. Um, You know, I would have loved to talk to uh, Nelson Mandela Mm. because the world has learned so much from him. And uh, you know, I've been invested in a lot of uh, his stories and what that means for the African continent, but at large, uh, the world. So. I think I would have loved to spend a day with Nelson Mandela.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on Nelson Mandela. I think you're the first person, actually, on this podcast to say that you would have liked to uh, spend a day with him. What a what an amazing life, an amazing man, and uh, just done so much, uh, so much for the world. Christine Gatuji, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So fun chatting with you, assistant principal of a high school in Delaware. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for all you do. Everybody listening, thank you for all that you do, and I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.